Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency. Today is April 19th and you are listening to Gawker Backer. All right, let's check out the first campaign that I am currently gawking at. Uh, this campaign is called Nuovo. I think it's how it's, how it's pronounced, N-E-O-V-A. Uh, but this is a unique connected ring for musicians. So this is definitely in the keyboard world. Um, it's a ring that you put on your finger and you're able to do vibrato and tilt and all these sort of advanced techniques on the keyboard all through MIDI, but with a ring on your finger. Very, very, very cool project. Um, uh, they've got, again, somebody who comes from the music product land. This is a very, very unique thing here. So they're currently uh, at, with 28 days to go. They have 256 backers. They had a goal of just under $62,000 and they're currently uh, just under $80,000. So they've already crushed their goal and they're, they're, they're moving, moving into the next, next phase of their campaign. So very, very cool. If you're a musician, if you're a keyboardist, go check out this campaign right now over on Kickstarter. All right, let's head back over to the uh, to the world of bicycles. So this campaign is Billy Bars, handlebars with a twist. So these are detachable handlebars that reduce a bike's width by over 45% and create a space-saving mount to hold the bike. Uh, the creator is a guy named Trevor Heater. Uh, they have 13 days ago in their campaign. They have a modest goal of 15,000 and they're currently just under 12,000. So got a little bit of work to go in the next two weeks here. Or so, but they have 100 backers. This is also a project we love. So if you are into the biking world and you are looking at upgrading your handlebars, uh, go check out Billy Bars right now over on Kickstarter. All right, the last campaign I wanna look at today is called Gigabot X. It's a large scale recycled plastic pellet 3D printer. Oof, that was a mouthful. Uh, so this is 3D printing and it's you know, making it accessible for everybody to have. Uh, it's fabricate cheap, faster and greener with Gigabot. It's a large scale pellet extrusion printer. I don't know what a lot of that stuff means, frankly. But it looks like what you can do is you get these sort of uh, direct pellets, you put it in there and it prints out like a 3D printed thing. Um, so really intriguing. Uh, this is a hard, hard campaign to fund on Kickstarter because, you know, I don't really know who exactly the custom, the audience would be, but uh, they had a goal of 50,000. They currently have 48 backers, which I think is a ton in the land of Kickstarter for a project like this. They've only got four days to go and they're currently sitting at $60,000. So they've hit their goal, um, but this is a, a very intense product. They're out of Houston, Texas. It is a project we love. And again, it's called Gigabot X. Go check that out on Kickstarter now. So for some of you that don't know, I spent a long time writing songs, uh, basically you know, about 18 to, well, almost 28, 29, almost 30 years old. Um, and it was a huge passion of mine. I loved recording studios. I loved the art of writing a song. I loved the creative process around it. I loved producing them. I loved recording them. So with that said, uh, I worked on a project called The Sugar People, which was myself and a healthy amount of singers. And I had another songwriting partner named Jake Stamper. And we wrote and wrote and wrote. And we wrote well, close to 100 some odd songs, probably when it was all said and done. 
And and you know, in a lot of the podcast episodes, I play these songs, and I don't really give any any explanation behind some of them. Um, but they were a huge part of my life, and it's been exciting the last you know year or so with my kids starting to enjoy the music I created. And yeah, that's for all for selfish reasons, but. Um, it is interesting to hear my kids, you know, go to Alexa and ask for the sugar people and have it be played. It's, uh, it is a rewarding feeling to know that that work that was put in long time ago still has value to this day. Um, and it's also, you know, sometimes when I get a client who discovers it, it, it really is an added bonus where people are just like, I can't believe, you know, you're also good at marketing, but you did this other thing too. So, so that's been exciting as well that, um, you know, that, that, that happens too in this project, but those songs, they man, a lot of them they mean a ton to me. You know, they're they were in. I think growing up in our twenties, a lot of people go through ups and downs, relationship issues, and you're really kind of figuring out life. I think at that point, more you know, more so than when you are in high school. You know, high school you're figuring out, I think, just how to be a human being. After this, you start figuring out life, how to do stuff, how to how to uh, um, yeah, kind of tread the waters of everyday everyday life. So. That's what a lot of those songs kind of, I think, are are representative. If you listen to the lyrics and the content of it, on top of that, there is a story. If you listen, if you go to Spotify and you search the uh, Ray Stable story, uh, that was a that was kind of a, a pre pre wrote script, loosely based on kind of things going on in my life, but um, but also just sort of a, a general story about a guy named Ray Stable um, and his time in in life. So. Um, I encourage you guys to check, you know, obviously I play a, I'll play a song right now from um, from the Sugar People, but go check them out on Spotify. I'm going to have some more songs that are going to be released on Spotify here not not in, in, in a few months. I'm currently working on just getting all the, the rights and that sort of stuff all put together. But um, I hope you guys enjoy it. And let's go ahead and listen to a song uh, from back in the day from the Sugar People. Well, I hope you enjoyed that song. That song is called Reality Killed My Dreams. Uh, it was a very emotional song that we wrote back. Um, I actually wrote that with a, uh, a singer named Unique out of Chicago. And we wrote that after uh, one of her students at a Boys and Girls Club was gunned down and died of gun violence. And that song was what kind of came out of that emotional time. And it still rings true to this day. Um, nothing's really changed, even though that song is probably 10, 12 years old now at this point. Um, but still was an emotional time and still still kind of shakes me up a little bit listening to it. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead and see if we can't find somebody to talk about entrepreneurship out on Anchor. Uh, I think we, like we talked about a couple couple days ago, maybe. Uh, Anchor is really creating a great platform for podcasters where you can go out and reach for a co-host and, and, uh, and connect with somebody and and have a conversation from anywhere in the world. So, I'm going to see if we can't find somebody and uh, let's go ahead. Let's go. Let's go fishing. Let's see if we can't get a conversation around entrepreneurship. Well, hey, Anshu, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing all right. So uh, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship a little bit. Is that cool with you? Yes, absolutely. All right. So what 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 is your general take on entrepreneurship? How uh, Do you have your own company? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm a business advisor to uh, several companies, and uh, it's a, it's sector agnostic. Uh, so yes, I have been running my own firm, boutique consulting firm, for over a decade, and um, I've been helping several thousands of businesses by now. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What what yeah. was the field like? What what is there a general field that you're kind of working in, or uh, is there a specialty? Um, 
the specialty is growth hacking okay we help companies understand what needs to be done to grow their business uh, now is that just in the digital marketing or can that be in anything can that be like like walk me through what growth hacking means in your world um so the companies that we work with uh, okay there is Hello? Yeah, hello. Still here. Yes, sorry. So, um, so yes, I do work with companies all over the world. And, uh, you know, typically uh, what happens is the founder or the board of directors, you know, they uh, come to a point where, you know, they're very uh, busy with the day-to-day operations of the business because mm-hmm. our clients are mostly at the growth stage. Right. And they lose sight of the long-term vision. So that is where people like us plug in and we help them understand what needs to be done at present in the next 12 months. That could be pertaining to brand management, uh, you know, like branding and positioning uh, strategies or digital transformation, or it could be pertaining to something like financial or legal or corporate governance. Okay. So with you... With you having sort of your hands in, it sounds like a couple different cookie jars, right? And for a company that might need multiple different things, how do you stay focused in terms of saying like, you know, we're really good at, I don't know, Facebook ad hacking, or we're really good at financial hacking, you know? So like, um, how, how do you market yourself as an entrepreneur that you're able to actually do those, all of those things at a high level? What we are good at is planning and strategy. And helping um, and doing hand holding for these companies uh, on implementation of the strategy. Ah, gotcha. So, yes. So, uh, we don't just sit and do uh, the digital transformation ourselves, but we do the strategy aspect of it. And then we have people who do it, whether it is uh, the in house team of our clients or they could source it through our network. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So you keep saying we, like what kind of team are you working with right now? So I have a panel of experts um, in, um, uh, you know, these experts are, you know, have expertise in corporate governance, legal, financial, uh, you know, branding um, and positioning strategy. So, and even psychology. So depending on, you know, because we are not, we're not catering to just one area. Like, for example, there are so many wealth advisors, but we are doing business advisory. So depending on at what stage the company is and at what in, it mean, what industry is it in, whether it is fashion, uh, F&B segment, FMCG, or I have clients in uh, sustainability and public sector undertakings as well. Hmm. So depending on what area of expertise is required for which sector, you know, the, we source out the inputs and expertise from those people. Interesting. 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 So, so with your experience in entrepreneurship, what is maybe one or two qualities that you see across the board that every successful entrepreneur has? Like, you know, can you pinpoint one or two maybe personality traits or, um, you know, every, every, every CEO I've worked with, they are always good at this. Does anything come to mind with that? 
Um, come again? So what I'm wondering is, is there a, a personality trait across all of the companies you've worked with that you can pinpoint oh. and say, every CEO is really good at this? Is, is there anything that you can think of? A CEO specifically, um, I think is good at um, time management. For, for themselves or time management with their whole staff, like, you know, teaching people how to do stuff or, or do you think with themselves personally? I think personally and professionally, you know, at certain point, there's no, not much difference between a personal and professional life. You're mm -hmm. at certain stages of career, like especially at CXO level or a founding member. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, a success, the successful CEOs specific, specifically are, have to be very good with time management because there are, there's so many different roles that you have to play in personal and professional right. life. So on the flip side of that, how about a characteristic that you've seen that's, that's hurt companies that maybe a CEO or a founder has that when you see that person, you just know like, Ugh, this is probably not going to work, work out very well, you know? Um, people who do not have long-term vision, which means, yeah. um, you know, the vision for next 10 years. Most of the people are, you know, focused on short-term goals, which could, which is good to meet the ends uh, for current stage, like meet the means, actually. They use their businesses not as leaving a legacy, but they use it to as an end to the means. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. And how about, how about in terms of companies, what is the most, is there a most important issue outside of like maybe it being a good idea or it actually serves a purpose, whatever they're working on, but would it be maybe like cash flow or marketing or um, uh, having a great financial plan? Like what, what it, can you pinpoint is like a absolute must to have to be a successful entrepreneur? Persistence. Persistence, yeah. Yes, because, um, you know, I think entrepreneurship is uh, is really grilling all day, all night. And uh, it is, as an employee as well, you have to work very hard. But with entrepreneurship, you have a lot more responsibility. And unless you're persistent and uh, very adamant about what you want to achieve, you will fall out. You know, you would want to close down and do something which is, uh, in a way, less of a struggle. Sure, sure. Interesting, interesting. So we, you, you mentioned a lot about long-term goals. What are your current long-term goals for, for your project and what you're working on? <laughs> how long-term are we talking about? <laughs> well, let, let's talk about, how about five years? Give me five years. I'm okay, so this is what I was thinking of today uh, and yesterday during my morning meditation. Uh, in the next five years, uh, you know, I have to expand my advisory globally. It is already, um, you know, we have been catering to clients uh, all around the world, but it has to get more aggressive and I have to set up offices in one in Europe and one in States. Gotcha. Um, so, how about, how about small terms? What is like the next six months look like for you? 
the next six months, uh, there are some uh, very interesting projects lined up. <laughs> so I have to just grow them. And I have uh, designed uh, the focus area for my advisory, uh, you know, uh, which is going to be sustainability and uh, corporate sustainability for now. And, uh, but we still have other sectors that we have to cater to. So in the next six months, uh, like right now, I'm just finalizing new teams, new experts on boards, and uh, creating a channel for the focus area as well. So that we can do both. Like, you know, I, we get uh, queries from across sector through our network, but I want to also create a channel which focuses on the sustainability sector. That's cool. Very cool. Well, where can people find out more information about you, your company? How can people, how can people learn more? Um, so I have one about.me page right now. Um, so that is about.me slash Anshu Anand. Oh, cool. Awesome. And that's where people can kind of dive into your world and, and connect yeah. with you? Yes. You can just get a brief from there. And uh, just there is a link over there where they can click to get in touch with me you know, to get in very, on my email. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. This is great. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put this in my uh, next episode of Gawker Backer, where we talk about uh, entrepreneurship and crowdfunding and starting a business. I think this is awesome. Great stuff to kind of, oh, wow. kind of hear it from that's, somebody else. Yeah. That sounds great. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Have a great one. You too. Bye. All right. Bye now. I cannot stress this enough how awesome Anchor is right now and how much I'm enjoying it. So this morning, I'm trying to put together an episode of Gawker Backer. I reach out to try to talk to somebody about entrepreneurship. We called it the segment a minute ago, Let's Go Fishing. And within two minutes, I'm on the phone with a consultant from India, and we are having a great conversation, and I'm learning about what she does. And now it's being put together as a podcast episode. No production. I'm doing this all on my phone and some headphones, right? Nothing, nothing more than that. And it's rich conversations. And the fact that I'm connecting at that speed to people around the world to have a conversation around a topic is amazing. And I'm telling you here, listen to me now, this is a great, great thing. So I wanna, I wanna thank uh, Anashu for uh, having that conversation. It was really, really great. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put this episode together and hope you guys are enjoying it. And I will talk to you guys all later.